everybody, I'm Mike, CEO and co-founder at Colstack. And before we move to our React Native show podcast, I have a quick announcement to say that might be something that is interesting to you. Today, I'm looking for the best React Native developers to join my team. Besides working on high-end software used by millions, we also contribute to open source projects such as React Native Paper, React Native Testing Library, or Repack. And so you will have an opportunity to develop your skills and knowledge within these projects as well as move your own ideas into life by taking part in our R&D program. We are a great team full of React Native crazy people about this technology and we can't wait to share our knowledge and experience with you. And so if this sounds like something exciting, don't wait anymore and join us. It's great to be part of such a team. Check out the link and below and apply and I'm hoping to see you soon in our cold stack office or maybe remotely depending on your location. Bye bye. Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the React Native Show in 2022. My name is Łukasz and together with my guest Ola, we'll take you on the journey of the last year React Native news. During this episode, we'll summarize the good, the bad and the hopes for the future so stick around and let us know in the comments if you agree with our picks for these categories. With that being said, let me introduce my guest, Ola. Ola, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm great, thanks. So I invited you to this show today because just like me, uh, I think you are a React Native freak always uh, happy True. to discuss <laughs> latest news, always happy to experiment. So I thought it would be a good idea to have you on the show to, to do something here live for our and audience. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is a great honor. So before we move on to the like proper part of the episode, let me ask you one final introductionary question. Uh, what do you think we have in common apart from liking React Native news? Well, uh, I know we both joined Callstack last year, so that's that's pretty exciting. Um, and it's uh, I know it's been it's been great. I joined in September, but actually Callstack was very um, uh, they they helped me a lot uh, when I was being hired because I like I started my recruitment process in March. Uh, but they were, I told them that I can only join in September and they were happy to accommodate all my needs, which was really great. And ever since I started, it's just better and better. How about you? Yeah, I, I joined in June uh, and I had a great journey as well. Uh, I was in the recruitment process for like two months, probably. And, and it was great. So when was the first time in your like uh, developer career when you first heard about the Colstack company? Uh, well, as soon as I uh, got interested in React Native apps, I heard about Colstack. Colstack is like uh, the one of the most important players in the React Native world. Um, so like immediately, uh, I'm pretty active on Twitter. So immediately I saw Mike's tweets. I realized that he's a core contributor to React Native and that he is a, he's a CTO, CTO and call stack. So I was like, wow, this company must be crazy great. And then I learned about the React Native EU conference and I was just super and impressed. You, you with, gave two talks on, on two conferences, right? This year and last year as well. Yes, yes. I, I was lucky enough to give two talks, yeah. Yeah, so after this episode, go and watch all the stocks uh, from React Native EU. Uh, first time I heard about Colstack was uh, also um, I noticed some uh, some contributions from from Polish guys on some open source uh, repositories, and there was like very a lot of Polish people, yeah, <laughs> a lot of yeah. Polish people contributing to these open source repositories. And that's how I found out that we have really big companies here in Poland that are actively contributing. So then I found out who Mike is and I found out who Satya is and, uh, and Paweł. And I they're was really, <laughs> and they're all here. They're all in this company. Yeah. And I was really excited when I uh, got contacted by Mike uh, last year. And of course, I said, "Don't try, uh, don't try to sell me this company. I already heard about you. 
of course, and I'm really eager to join. I had the same experience. Join. I had the same experience. I got yeah. the first contact, and I was like, "Yeah, you don't need to explain. I know who you are." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what would be your um, advice to people wanting to join Callstack? What would you be? Uh, what would be an advice from you to other young developers uh, trying to join a great company? I would say just folks go ahead and send in your CVs because there are a lot of open roles, there are junior roles, medium roles, senior roles, and um, especially if you're a junior, uh, Callstack does a great job um, creating a great pathway for you to get from junior to senior. Um, so really just go ahead, don't be shy and send in your CVs. That's really, it's really worth it to try. And yeah, it's, it's really important to learn from the best in your field and to, yeah. to sit next to like great open source contributors and maybe you can contribute to open source yourselves. Exactly. Uh, okay. Thanks. Uh, and I think we're done with our introduction with me. I'm Wukash. This is Ola. We are your host today. And... Let's move on to our main course for this podcast, which is over the past few weeks, I conducted several interviews with people here at Callstack, and I asked everyone the same set of questions. Uh, I asked them, I recorded some answers, and let, maybe we can take a look at the mashup of the interviews I did. And then we can discuss some more. Yeah, let's, let's roll the that. clip. Hello, Kuba. Hello, Michel. Talia. Hello, Michal. Hello, Janek. Hello, Mateusz. Uh, thanks for taking the time to do this call with me. As you know, I'm gathering feedback about what happened in React Native in 2021. And I'm really interested in your opinion about it. So my first question for you today is, what was the most groundbreaking moment, in your opinion, for React Native in 2021? Uh, I would say it's the st stabilizing of uh, Reanimated 2 um, on the JSI bindings, uh, creating worklets and uh, the whole um, abstractions around it. Hermes for iOS. Um, well, this might be just groundbreaking for me, React Native-wise, but I'm glad I joined Callstack Callstack this year. Personally, I think one of the most groundbreaking things for me was uh, being in the React Native podcast. It was uh, my first time. It was a bit nerve-wracking, but really awesome. In the overall ecosystem, I think the greatest thing was that many companies uh, started to use uh, React Native in their apps, like uh, Coinbase. Hermes uh, working in both platforms, Android and iOS. Uh, <laughs> this year was really crazy. There was a lot of awesome projects released like Reanimated 2 or Gesture Handler. But overall, I think this year was completely dominated by, J by JSI and Turbo Modules. My second question to you is, which React Native library was the most useful last year? Uh, I think uh, Expo was uh, the most useful uh, library for me. If I was starting to learn uh, programming or mobile development, uh, this would be a really great choice. For me, probably uh, everything related to performance measuring. Uh, so uh, some Flipper plugins, YBG render library, React DevTools and console lock API. That, that's an easy pick. Uh, I would say React Navigation. I would say React Navigation was the most useful. Mm, React Navigation is so ubiquitous. Every developer I know uses it. React Navigation, always has been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. I think that's the most common answer that we have. The third and the last question I have for you is, what are you looking forward to seeing in 2022 React Native-wise? Mm, I would say the nightly releases, um, the new releases with bug fixes, and also Zamatani's work on um, web um, repack. For sure, uh, module federation uh, in React Native thanks to repack, uh, which means fancy code splitting and remote code loading. 
I, I'm looking forward uh, to stabilizing the, the new architecture. So JSI uh, is pretty stable at the moment. Uh, Fabric is there um, in the uh, in the React Native core, but there's no um, no much material, no use cases for how to use it, how to uh, convert your library, uh, how to how to leverage the the new architecture. So I'm looking um, uh, forward into into adoption of the uh, synchronous uh, architecture for React Native, and I believe this is going to be a uh, biggest deal to React Native since uh, since it started. New architecture, of course. Uh, I think uh, everyone in the React Native space is waiting for it. And we uh, now have docu docs and uh, more open source libraries will uh, adopt it. From my perspective, the finalization of the new architecture and migrating the existing libraries and projects to this new architecture. Oh, uh, I think we are all waiting for the same on the uh, on the like the final release uh, of Fabric and uh, general migration of libraries to Turbo modules. But probably when you will ask me this first question next year, it will be something completely different. Thank you so much for joining me. That went very well. Thanks again for participation in this small call stack survey. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in the office next year. Great. Yay. Thank Thanks. you, everybody, for the answers. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, uh, everyone who gave us their answer in a survey and who uh, was kind enough to allow me record uh, my interviews with them. Uh, that went really well. Like I said, that went really well. Yeah. So. What is your opinion overall about the, the whole set of questions and the whole set of answers? Uh, I think we can go like uh, one after another. Uh, so if we start with the first one, your first question was, what was the most important thing um, in React in the last year? So uh, everybody spoke about Hermes, I think. Uh, everybody, like I, somebody yeah. mentioned Hermes. Um, which is something that I, I feel was was uh, super important. Like having this dedicated engine is uh, is a game changer uh, for React Native apps. Um, what would be your answer? What do you think? Like like thing? the Hermes, the Hermes one is really really important. And I I remember like it was today. Uh, it was uh, ten months ago in March last year. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike wrote a blog post. Mike, our CDO, Mike Grabowski, mm -hmm. who is a contributor to the React Native core. He mm -hmm. wrote a blog post announcing React Native uh, 064, I think. Yeah, it's 064. And mm -hmm. he announced a huge amount of work that uh, that he did on the on bringing um, Hermes to, to iOS. So I was really hyped back then. I was really excited that the engine that we heard so much about over the previous year about like performance in Android and startup time that we can finally use it on iOS, uh, it was a huge news. But I feel that now it's 10 months later and over the top of my head, from the top of my head, I, like, I wouldn't pick Hermes for iOS just because it was 10 months ago Okay. And like time flies so fast in React Native work. So what I would pick actually was also something that someone mentioned during the during the recording. Uh, it's Repack. I think mm. it's Repack. I think Repack can be a real, maybe not game changer per se. Like mm -hmm. most developer would still use Metro, mm -hmm. but for some edge cases, for some more challenging challenges for more challenging challenges <laughs> yeah. you yeah. could use webpack and you can leverage the like whole webpack ecosystem in mm -hmm. react native and i played around with it uh, in like in august i think and i got to uh, do some small contribution <laughs> Nice. and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a documentation thing. So yeah, it's still, <laughs> <Don't sweat. laughs> it counts, you know, it <laughs> counted your, your little square. So you're fine. <laughs> yeah. So 
right? I, I really encourage everyone to go ahead and uh, check Repack. So what we have already, we have Hermes on iOS, we have Repack. Uh, what else uh, were people uh, talking about? Uh, well, Jan mentioned uh, that Coinbase adopted React Native, and I think that that's not really like that that doesn't touch the code or the development. But I think it's important uh, when big companies talk about using React Native, and also uh, in on this topic, uh, I remember at the last React Native EU conference there was a talk by Joshua Gross from Facebook, and he spoke about um, how React Native was used in the Facebook app. And, and as Jan mentioned, now Coinbase talks about adopting it. So that raises the confidence that people who are looking into adopting React Native will have. Yeah, definitely. And on the same topic about like companies adopting React Native, I think it was a huge, like huge news that uh, Microsoft is putting money where their mouth is and they're uh, adopting React Native in a lot of their products like yeah, office on ios office on android they use react native internally so yeah. there was an also talk about it on our conference um about their like monorepo system how they uh solve the challenges of using the same snippets of codes in many of their products it is really really interesting yeah. so, it's a great talk yeah yeah and like uh, Microsoft also is maintaining and is like a probably a biggest contributor to not only React Native Windows, but also React Native macOS, which I think just shows their commitment and yeah. the impact that they can do. So right now we have this two huge, like one of the most, one of the biggest companies in the world meta like old, old facebook meta yeah. and microsoft uh collaborating to to work on react native so i think this is one of the biggest uh, achievements from this year in react native space yeah that's definitely that's definitely something that is important in in the in this space and also something you already mentioned 2 minutes ago uh talk from joshua about Facebook, about React, uh, about Facebook app and React Native yeah. in it. Yeah. So and they, fabric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to 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 bridge to fabric. So actually, to bridge to no bridge fabric. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, we've been hearing about new architecture for like three years now. That's true. <laughs> and this That's is true. like a constant story. It's coming. It's in the yeah. works. It's coming. Uh, get excited about it. And everyone <laughs> was excited. So maybe let's come back to what you just said two minutes ago about uh, Joshua's talks about Facebook and uh, Facebook implementing the new architecture inside their application. So what do you remember from that talk? I remember he talked a lot about using Fabric and he went into detail and he mentioned all those um, surfaces. I, I actually remember that he used the word surface instead of screen. And I thought it was really cute. And I think we should all use surface yeah. instead of screen. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's just great that, that he can share so many details uh, on their implementation. It's something we can all learn a lot from. Yeah, definitely. And also like those um, debugging the edge cases stuff, it was really informative for me. Uh, yeah, just sure. to like, just to see that very experienced developers, very like top developers in the world, the, in the React Native space, at least, if not yeah. the whole development world, they also struggle with like weird edge cases that takes them weeks and months to to yeah. finally close. So that yeah. was really informative for me. Yeah, that's cool. We're all humans. It's like, did you watch the mock interview that Dan Abramov did with... Um, I with, did. With, what's his yeah. name? Um, gosh, ben Awad. Ben Awad, yeah. 
And uh, there's uh, the Benawat asks to send her a div. And I just love that part. I was like, yeah, Dan Abramov is like human, like all of us. He he cannot center a div. He, it takes him like this minutes. <laughs> this, I feel like this centering a div thing is so popular. So like mm -hmm. in every program, maybe not every programming mean, but in most of the programming means you yeah. have to like center a div. And it's yeah. I feel it's really easy. But like other thing from that mock interview from Dan mm -hmm. Abramov is that he made a mistake and I cut cut catched the mistake. I caught really it. yeah. Uh, what what, what was it? Uh, he didn't do um, like the exit clause in the recursive uh, ah, algorithm for okay. reversing no, binary reversing, tree. Yeah, the tree. Yeah. Okay. So I feel the algorithm will, will crash. But you should you should you should like tweet about it. I yeah, what happened. I, what happened last year? I started using Twitter. Uh, I have mm -hmm. like officially probably five tweets. Like <laughs> okay. I have five tweets, and not all of them are retweets. So so that's good. That's uh, good. That's good. Yeah, I follow you, and I try to. Uh, I will try to do more of uh, tweeting next year. Yeah, For I'm pretty sure. sure I'm following you too, but since you don't tweet much, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you have to tweet more. Uh, cool. Let's let's move on. So, sure. uh, are we done with the first question? So, yeah, just to so. just to recap, first yeah. question was: What do you think was the most groundbreaking moment in React Native in 2021? So, let's just recap. We had three releases of uh, React Native. Not yeah. much. Not low number i think uh 064 65 066 that's a good number for like a healthy uh, active like framework you know like... yeah definitely and that was uh, that was something that i was going to mention that apart from hermes for ios we didn't get much breaking stuff much mm -hmm. like uh groundbreaking stuff for, let's say yeah but also upgrade breaking stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what else? We have a bigger commitment from Meta to um, to communicate changes to developer, and we've seen this uh, with the latest um, with the latest release, O sixty six. They announced the release before they released it. They announced what uh, what is going to break. So, so basically, yeah. uh, you can prepare your app for that. That's true. Um, there also uh, the um, the discussions uh, thread is pretty active on GitHub. Uh, like everybody can start a discussion uh, about any issue with React Native that they may have, any ideas, and um, anything that's worth exploring. There's always answers from core contributors, and um, there the discussions are pretty lively. So I also recommend that for anybody who is interested in uh, working with React Native to look look into those discussions and and read what people have to say. Yeah, of course, uh, it's a very good like an exercise to to see what experienced developer have to say about like this huge PR that is still going into React Native website, React Native documentation about new architecture. Uh, yeah. Looking through discussions, you can actually get this knowledge first because if you are waiting for for it to to suddenly appear on the website yeah. you are like two months behind uh, yeah that's true people that's true. are already using this knowledge from the discussions to to port their libraries to port their applications to to the new architecture but we will talk about the new architecture in the third point of our podcast sure. today uh yeah i think like broadly that's all that's all that happened not all that happened, but broadly. Uh, also, mm -hmm. we already touched on this, but we had our fifth conference, React Native EU. That's true. Uh, That's true. It was and great. Uh, I like I like your talk. I liked most of the talks, and yeah, I feel like it was a very, um, very nice experience for me to yeah. join and Colstack in June and then. Yeah watch the conference with everyone uh, and you presented it as well so you know that thank you for presenting it yeah uh, yeah yeah i had i had a time. small i had a small part there uh mike was the main host on the conference but i i helped 
You did, you did, and you did a great job, I feel. And I, I, I would love to mention that I uh, enjoy virtual conferences. Like, I miss offline conferences and meeting people, but I feel that online conferences open the stage for a lot of people who normally wouldn't be able to maybe give a talk or even attend. And now we have a whole bunch of like online conferences and talks which are available for everyone. And it's really cutting edge knowledge um, that everybody can just access either for free or for for a very small amount of money. And uh, that's great. So I kind of I kind of hope that online conferences stay around even once we have offline conferences. I hope that there's always going to be like an online edition of the biggest conferences. Yeah, like definitely. Uh, and I feel like online conferences evolve. So let's roll back like two years ago. The online conferences were a necessity. Yeah. But right now, there are like default choice for, for some of the companies. Uh, I feel like it's uh, it's somehow um, somehow related to React Native, Next.js. It's not mm -hmm. React Native, but it's in mm -hmm. the React, mm -hmm. React space. The yeah. conference from Next.js was really high quality and really high production value. I yeah. enjoyed it so much. Uh, yeah. React Conf? The same situation, like React Conf 2021 was very well prepared and very nice to watch. Uh, the GitHub, uh, what was the GitHub Universe, I think, the yeah. name of the conference. This um, one was huge. Like, was, was I, <laughs> the amount of topics they cover on GitHub, like their blog, mm -hmm. I feel like it's updated like every day they, ha they have something yeah. to show. Yeah, for sure. But this, is, sure. this just shows how much manpower can Microsoft bring to, to some project? Because like three years ago when GitHub was independent, let's say not under the wing of Microsoft, they didn't do as many things as they do now. So sure. I'm really hoping that Microsoft will still contribute to, to React Native. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That was our first question. Uh, and the second one I asked everyone at Callstack was uh, which library was the most useful for you in 2021? And <laughs> well, like no surprise there, no surprise yeah. there. Everyone said React Navigation. Like yeah. React Navigation. For sure. I was going to say, library. did you notice how many people mentioned React Navigation? It's like the go-to library that everybody like every almost every app needs a navigation and almost everybody uses react navigation it's... yeah like i feel it's default now yeah. it is the default navigation for react native and not only it works only on web people go and check in on web it works yeah. as well i've used yeah. it <laughs> yeah it's been uh... great and for everybody who is watching this and doesn't know react navigation is developed by callstack as well yeah, and like the main contributor Satya. is Satya. Um, actually, it's a funny story. I um, I was doing some preparation for so other podcasts uh, in like summer or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I was going to talk about React Navigation actually, and I asked Satya how should mm -hmm. I introduce him as a, like founder of the project or like a core contributor, and mm -hmm. he's like he so humble. <laughs> that he said, oh, I'm just a dev there. Like, I'm a, I'm a contributor. <laughs> and when you go to, like, a GitHub page for React Navigation, like, 90-something percent of the work is Satya. Like, his contributions uh, outpace every other so much that, yeah. like, I feel like it's a one-man show almost. So... Yeah. I, you... I took... I took part in a workshop about React Native Paper, by the way, another uh, open source library by Callstack. And Satya was there. We were trying to plan um, migration for uh, Material UI. And so we we're like planning out tasks. And um, uh, the main dev asked Satya, what, how, how much time do you think this task will take or this task? And Satya was like, yeah, this will take two hours. This will take three hours. You know, this will take one hour. And, and everyone like, no, else no, wait. thinks, oh, wait, <laughs> wait you, you, yes, seriously, it will take a week. Wait, you're not, you're just, you're, it's not you who's going to be doing this. You're only in the planning phase. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's, um, 
he's very very smart and he's a really really great developer very productive and um and uh, funny uh, to talk to as well so yeah please join our team and talk with Sadia. he's great like yeah. he is so humble person like i mentioned before um also like four years ago when i started using react native react navigation of course like yeah let's use some navigation this is the most popular one everyone says is it's great let's use that yeah. one and now it's three years after that and i work with the core contributor main contributor to this library nice. and 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 by the way the library got so much better over the last three years i mean that's i was working on an app which was using like a v3 i think or v4 and it kind of made me sad. Last year, I worked on that. And it okay. just made me sad. I was like, please, please just upgrade it. I started from V2, I think. Okay. Uh, so this is like, uh, this is the most ubiquitous library sure. there is. Uh, what else were people mentioning? Well, they uh, mentioned Repack a lot, for sure. Yeah. This came out last year. So yeah. I, I can say something about it. So this repack, like I said a few minutes ago, this repack allows developers of React Native to use Webpack in their project instead of Metro. Metro is the default uh, bundler for React Native, but you can also use Webpack now. And Webpack, for those who know, they know, that <laughs> Webpack have a lot of plugins. Web have, Webpack have has a, like a whole ecosystem that comes with it. And yeah. what you can do with Webpack, you cannot do with Metro. And yeah. this is a module federation and like splitting up in like several bundles. So mm. this is something that is still in experimental phase. I think I might be wrong on this front, but uh, I think Kuba said that he's waiting for this to happen next year. So mm -hmm. he knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's also developed here at Colstack by my friend from the team, Paweł Trisła uh, Zamotany. He's also very smart. Like, <laughs> I, I feel stupid compared to him. Uh, so, so that's that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one, I bet. So, you know. Yeah, we have so many smart people in this company. We do. Um, next up. So we have React Navigation, we have Repack. People yeah. also mentioned Reanimated 2. Yeah. And I feel that this is a tricky one because Reanimated 2, we could use already in 2020, I feel. Like it was in beta yeah. back then. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, in, it's been in beta for a long time. It's like they, they really, I don't know, they wanted to make sure it's really good or something. But uh, yeah, they were teasing us for a long time. Yeah, and Reanimated 2, under the hood, uh, uses the new architecture from React Native. So they've used new architecture for, I think, two years now, or even more. So this just shows how important it is to, to stay in the loop, not only with the newest blog posts, but also with like discussions on GitHub and like yeah. tweets from important people in React Native space. I've learned that this year that you should follow tweets. Like tweets are much faster uh, yeah. source on information than like blog For posts sure. and newsletters. For sure, yeah, yeah. Twitter is a, is a very good source of like up-to-date information on all sorts of uh, libraries like and um, yeah. <laughs> So, dear listener, you should follow Ola. He, she's uh, <laughs> retweeting a lot of React Native information. Uh, you should do. follow Colstack for sure. Uh, you can follow me as well. I don't tweet that much as Ola, but if we have a new, uh, new React Native show episode, I will tweet about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure Mike is present on, on Twitter as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, as far as Reanimated is concerned, um, for everybody who's using React Navigation, Reanimated is actually a dependency on React Navigation. So uh, whenever you use React Navigation and you're wondering what to do about your animations, you already have Reanimated in your app. So just go ahead and take advantage of that because you don't need to add any more dependencies. You already have it. 
Yeah. You just need to yeah, write that, your animations in it. Yeah, that's a good tip, it. actually. Yep. Um, <laughs> okay. Another um, library. I don't think it's a library, actually, but this is a tool, and it's a very prominent tool in React Native. Is Expo. Yannick said that if he was to start learning programming or learning like uh, mobile programming, he would choose Expo to do that. And I agree. Yeah. I was yeah. I wasn't a fan when I started it. I when I started learning React Native just because the company I joined didn't use it, and I was uh, I had a pretty solid knowledge of native platforms back then. Mm -hmm. But for someone who's coming from like a web background, Expo is doing so much good work in their ecosystem. You can you can deploy your Expo applications on the web as well. Yeah, yeah, and testing, deployment, building, testing, deployment. It's it's all very well managed. It's super easy. It's like you do everything on their website. You just click a few buttons, and your app is ready to be tested. Uh, it's super impressive. Um, I I was lucky enough to be on a Twitter space with um, uh, Jamin Holmgren from uh, Infinite Red, Red. Radio. And, and, and Infinite Red. And he said pretty much the same thing that if he like he recommends if anybody uh, is starting like building a new app in React Native, they should start with uh, Expo. I mean, uh, Evan Bacon was on that same Twitter space, so maybe he was just, you know, being nice. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm pretty actually. I'm just kidding. I, I'm pretty sure he was being honest that uh, he he actually recommends mm, just using Expo for pretty much everything. Yeah. And uh, and one thing that changed that I like about Expo that the something that changed um, is that at first I remember uh, when Expo was uh, existing, you had to like you had to decide upfront if you're using Expo or not. And if um, in the middle of your project you decided to abandon Expo, you had to uh, eject. eject. And it was like a whole bunch of warnings. Once you eject, you can never come back. It was so scary. Yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that changed this year. That like with the new Expo, you don't have to eject anymore. Um, I'm not sure. Just like because I don't use Expo on the daily basis, I I use it sometimes when I do like a workshop for new people mm -hmm. in React Native. I'd use the Expo, but for my own personal project, I still have this like I'd rather do it natively. But I see more and more uh, benefits of using Expo, uh, like just from the scratch of your application. Yeah. So. Expo has this like great thing called uni modules. And mm -hmm. I know that like the mechanism changed this year somehow for better, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But but what uni modules allows you, uni modules are actually like external libraries. We can say that, but they're but you know that they're maintained well because they're from yeah. Expo. So you don't have to like look at the star count. You don't have to go through the GitHub issues before you uh, import something in your project. You just, if you need something and you you know that the uni module uh, exists that mm -hmm. does this thing, you can just import yeah, it can. and yeah, and, and be confident. That. Yeah, that's gonna work. Yeah, and also you can also use uni modules without Expo in your project. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I think that's that's that about Expo. Mm. Yeah. Maybe we can talk some more about libraries that exist that happened this year uh, or just exist, but weren't mentioned on the, this uh, short uh, mashup Interview. of interviews. Yeah. yeah. So my own personal pick is mm -hmm. React Freeze. Okay. <laughs> this is such a magical... <laughs> This is such a magical library. Uh, this is from Software Mansion. Okay. Uh, the, the company that is behind React Screens as well. And mm -hmm. if you use React Screens, you have React Freeze internally, no worries. You don't have to like import it. But what mm -hmm. React Freeze does is it allows you to get advantage of the suspense uh, React mechanism. 
Okay. It allows you to opt out of rendering some part of the React tree uh, by mm -hmm. demand, basically. Okay. So you just wrap your component in this React freeze component and it just works. And funny thing is the library, like the main file, the most important file in the library, this is like 50 lines long. So You're you kidding. Can, <laughs> yeah, you can wow. actually like re-implement it yourself. And in there you can like find out how the suspense really work. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, another library that I want to give a huge shout out to uh, is React Native Web. This is mm -hmm. this is like this is the one I use most often apart from React Native. Mm -hmm. I include React Native Web in almost all of my like uh, personal hobby projects just to make sure that I can run my application everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a magical, it's a magical uh, wand. It's a magic wand, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You can just run it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is also in line with um, blog posts from React Native when they talk about like many platforms vision and they actually like mentioned yeah. React Native Web there as well. So we have React Native Windows, React Native Mac OS, and we have React Native Web, and we have React Native for for mobile platforms and more pretty, to come. And yeah, pretty soon we'll have like React Native Fridge and React Native <laughs> Vacuum <laughs> Cleaner. You know? Yeah. Why not? Um, do you have any other library that uh, that you do you want to mention in this? I mean, I, yeah, uh, the library I use, uh, which wasn't mentioned, is React Native Testing Library. Um, not much changed in it last year, but um, something that not, I don't know if everybody knows, but it's actually um, this library is kind of like blessed by Kent Dodds, the the author of the React Testing Library. Uh, there's also there's a very good talk on 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 this topic, which was at React Native EU, I think 2019, by Michał Pieszawa. Um, he talks uh, about how they uh, were in contact with Ken Dodds. So anyway, that was like a, a couple of years back, but still to this day I I use this testing library, and I appreciate it a lot. It's uh, very well ma maintained and uh, it works like a charm. Yeah, and like on this topic, let's give a huge shout out to Michał Pieszkawa, who yes, just got definitely. promoted from hey. expert developer at Colstack to uh, head, of technology head of technology for yeah. React Native at Colstack. So yeah. he is our boss. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Michał, we love you. You, <laughs> you do a great job with the testing library. Please keep it, keep it up. Yeah, um, if you have time. If you have time, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I don't. I, I I think he'll still develop stuff. Like he's very, um, he's very good developer, and he likes what he does. Yeah, for sure. So I think it's time that we move on to our last third question, and the third question I asked our interviewees. Interviewees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the right word. Brujme. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's time we move on to our third and final question from the survey I sent to all Colstack employees. And the third sure. question I asked was, what are you looking forward to seeing React Native-wise in the next year? So 2022. Yeah. And like overwhel overwhelmingly. <laughs> yeah, over overwhelmingly, yeah. Yeah, the answer was, New architecture, stabilization of the new architecture, yeah. new docs. Like, yeah, documentation. That, that's like a, that seems like a big pain point that we're all kind of waiting. We know that there's this new great architecture, but we don't really know what to do with it yet. Yeah. And I feel that when this happens, like when we have these docs and when we have our libraries uh, migrated, when we have our applications migrated, this is like a new start for React Native as a whole. Like this is a complete break from what was before to what comes after. And I even heard that maybe React Native will be like 
finally at number one, like uh, not 0.66, but 1.0.0. Like oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a big place, you know. I mean, this is just a number, but it might just show how mature the framework become in like five years of its existence. Yeah, you, you, you may say it's just a number, but if you take into consideration what happened with Angular, Angular 2 was like a completely different framework that people pretty much abandoned. I mean, I mean not everybody, but you know, it lost um, a lot of its popularity when they did the version two, mm -hmm. which I really hope isn't going to happen to React Native. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen to React Native because we're going, it, as you said, this is like a big change, but it doesn't change how we're going to still be writing the apps. It's just going to yes. change that they are the apps that result in what we write are going to be faster, better, smoother. And, you know, all good. Yeah. So. I feel like the re-architecture will just will just happen under the hood. Like yeah. like you said, we'll still write the same React Native application using the same JavaScript and the same React, but under the hood, the renderer will be different. We'll yeah. use Fabric instead of whatever we do, we use right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think the the most challenging point in new architecture is actually for library creators. So right now we have animation library that is already in new architecture. We have camera library, which is already in new architecture. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing more and more of this kind of changes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I me personally, I'm like, I'm looking forward to something not dev related. I'm looking forward to more and more companies adopting React Native. Uh, I feel it could be sort of a badge of honor uh, for any, um, you know, medium, big company or I don't know, whatever, small company as well, that um, they can be proud that they produce an, an app which uh, is published to uh, iPhones and Android phones and that it works seamlessly um, it's so uh, I'm really looking forward to more and more great apps built with React Native yeah yeah like definitely um, yeah, remember, I'm looking you, for... do you remember uh, Clubhouse I, I don't know how much like uh, the, there was an app. They only had an iOS app. iOS application, yeah. Yeah, and so they like they started out. They had the they had a website and only the iOS app, and people were like pretty much angry at the company for doing such a stupid thing and not have an Android application. And if they used React Native, they they wouldn't be in that situation. Yeah, and right now the Clubhouse functionality is basically ported to to twitter and to other like spaces yeah uh, yeah they kind of like died out pretty much yeah and maybe that's because they just they were just on the ios so yeah, if you have a startup idea this dear listener uh higher call stack will make you a great react native application and your react native application will, will run everywhere I, and yes. I mean everywhere. We'll put it on your fridges. Yeah. We'll put it in your microwaves. Uh, yeah. In your Maybe cars, everywhere. even. Yeah, for sure. He, hit it's us up. We're ready. <laughs> yeah. We're ready for a challenge. Yeah. Um, so about that, like in the new 2022, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing new colleagues in Colstack. Oh, you can hear a dog barking. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? My dog's name is Yeti. Yeti. And as far as I know, he looks like a Yeti a little bit. Yeah, he? he does. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Cool. He's very white. <laughs> That's nice. Um, do you have any other picks for like future React Native topics? Uh, not, not really for React Native. Uh, a little bit for like the broader React space. And uh, the state management libraries in the React space, because I see a lot of tutorials and courses uh, 
titled uh, Simple App with React and Redux. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe 2022 will be the year when people will adopt, will, will read more about React's context and hooks and um, learn about other state management libraries because I feel that Redux, when it was created, it was a great solution. But a couple of years have passed and people are still using it, but it's not the best solution for like, I mean, it's not the only solution. And as of today, it's not, it's very often not the best solution because we have context and hooks in, in React. And I would, I would just love to see more React and React Native devs embrace hooks and the React mindset and just trying to work with what is built in with React instead of just jumping straight to Redux because, you know, that's what all the cool kids are doing or whatever. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of Redux from the start. Like I'm a Mobex uh, fanboy okay. <laughs> myself, and I I love using Mobex. Uh, Mobex, this is yeah, it's like a, it was a great uh, response to Redux and people who didn't like Redux. Also, check out other solutions like Mobex, like XState, which also takes a different approach. Recoil, or even I I think that React Query could be uh, should be considered in the state management space because you can like have all your local state in your React like built-in context and hooks and everything. And if you need anything from the server, you can just use React Query and have your app built like that as well. Yeah. So let's schedule that for our new episode of React, the React Native show about state managers in React Native and React. Yeah, there's a lot to talk to about. There's yeah. a lot to talk about, yeah. Uh, I feel like we've exhausted all the topics that we have today about React Native in 2021 and what we are hoping for in 2022. Uh, Ola, thank you so much for joining me on this call. It was great to have you. I'm like... I'm looking at my calendar where when can I have you next time? So you. see you there. See you then. Uh, and I wish you and our listeners all the best in 2022. React native wise and yeah. not. And thank you so much for having me. It was really a lot of fun to be here. And I, I hope to be here again. Thanks. See Thanks. you. Bye. Bye.